Hey guys, in this episode, I've got a really special guest for you today. He's one of the best Google ads and YouTube media buyers in the country. He has a financial legion company called Traffic Titans. His name is Jason Stogsdale. Jason, thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, thanks, Bobby. Glad to be here. I'm really excited to have him on the show. You guys are going to learn so much incredible information in this episode. I can't wait to share it with you. I'm Bobby Hicks. You're watching Disruptors. So I'm on a mission. Social media privacy bot. To find entrepreneurs that who are disrupting their industries. I'm looking for game changers. What does it really take to succeed? Welcome to Disruptors. All right, guys, welcome back. So, Jason, your ad agency, Traffic Titans, is one of the leading Google Display and YouTube ad agencies in America right now. Um, you actually have a Legion agency that focuses in the financial space, from investment publications to trader education. You've worked with some of the largest and most renowned financial companies on the globe. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the companies that you've worked with and some of the wins that you're, you're having? Yeah, Bobby, so um, like you said, we're, we're in the space where um, we're working with clients who have offers um, around investing, investing publications, and um, trader education. So uh, a lot of people have heard of the Agora companies. Um, we, work with, uh, we work with them, we work with Profits Run, um, I've worked with Investing Daily, um, we're working uh, specifically with one in the active trading space, uh, T3, um, all great companies. Um, and what we really love is that um, they have great marketing, they ha all have great products, and they try to aggressively grow their companies. Um, so they are hungry for, for leads uh, to do that with. Right. What I like about Traffic Titans is that you guys are part marketing think tank and part rapid implementation machine. Can you explain how you come up with new approaches, new strategies, so you can profitably scale campaigns fast? Yeah, Bobby, so you touched on really the two components of our business there. So part of it is the think tank, and the other part is the uh, rapid implementation machine, right? So the think tank is, you know, that's what I like to call it because you know we're collecting data, we're seeing what's working. We keep an internal database of everything that we see working, whether it's uh, the targeting in Google, the funnel flows, the lead magnets, uh, the different types of ads. So what we see working, right? So we can analyze that data. It's kind of like how Netflix, uh, they know what shows to make uh, based on the data they see. So we uh, take care to curate that data and make sure everyone on our team understands it. Um, and then besides that, we're always, um, you know, thinking of, of new approaches, new, new ways to approach the, the traffic, the funnel flows. Um, but you can't just be, uh, you know, working in theory and coming up with ideas. You also have to be able to implement all of those ideas. So uh, that's something I've been working on, um, you know, recently is just um, speeding up our implementation. Um, you know, if you look at Amazon, what's great about them is that they've tried to uh, remove the barriers to delivery, whether it's, you know, uh, testing like walking in an Amazon Go store where you don't have to go to the checkout or in certain cities where you can order something and it's there the same day. 
So, you know, I like to say that marketing loves speed. Um, so for us, if we can test, you know, just more ideas, right? More ideas, if we can test five times um, as, as much as our competitors in the space, other people running ads, if we can test 10 times, uh, so much the better. So that's the way, um, you know, I've tried to groom our team is to be able to do things quickly. And when things haven't ha happened quickly in the past, I've tried to hone in on that and tried to figure out like, how can we how can we implement more because you know a lot of it is just how many ideas can you get out there on the ad networks and test them yeah that's awesome that's great what are some of the best ads working in the financial space right now so you know we're a lead gen company we uh, love running lead gen to lead magnets like uh, reports uh, ebooks um, in the active trader space um, you'll sometimes see video tutorials um, but you really have to have something that the market wants um, and the types of lead magnets. I'll talk about lead magnets first because that really influences the ad. Um, so the types of lead magnets I really like is just some information that the, the uh, target customer wants to get their hands on, like in the investing space. Um, you know, you see a lot of like current investing trends from, um, you know, uh, tech investing. Um, so if, if the person feels like they can get their hands on some real tangible info, not maybe not like a huge book that's going to take them forever to read, but a report that tells them like what's happening in a certain sector of tech, um, you know, that I even like to tease like, um, you know, uh, ticker symbols um, that we could give them. So they really want that lead magnet because they're looking for where to invest their money. Um, and if you can give them something that feels very tangible, but also is very related to the, the promo of like what you're going to sell them. So that will influence the ad. Um, so, you know, the ad is all about getting them excited about the lead magnet. So uh, the two categories that we see work are, you know, the eBooks or reports and then um, the um, video tutorial can work well or even, um, you know, um, put a lead gen page in front of a VSL, right? If it's just information they feel like they, the, they really want to get their hands on. That's great, man. What type of uh, <coughs> like CP, CPC, CTRs, uh, CPAs are you getting with these financial offers? So um, I'll talk specifically about YouTube because uh, I think people would be interested in that. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty new. Um, we're seeing um, CPCs anywhere from you know the dollar range on up into let's say 250 that's something we work on um, it's really at your control to you know push that down right because the better your creative is and that's why we're always split testing creative because it's impression based uh, so the more um, we can push the CTR up it's going to push obviously uh, CPCs down but you know in the investing space if you're buying off the email networks which are great um, I really, I really love them. Um, you know, they're charging anywhere from like 250 a click on up to 350, four, and that's kind of about what um, you know companies in the space will work their math around. Like if you, if your um, um, Legion page is converting at you know 33%, uh, you know you're going to convert like one out of three. So um, if we can get something really cooking on YouTube, uh, we can get cheaper CPCs, right, or uh, CPLs, um, and it's all like a domino effect, right? Cheaper CPC, cheaper CPL, cheaper CPA. Right. Awesome, man. Uh, you know, I've, I've been seeing your name come up in a lot of these forums, a lot of these groups, and you've earned quite the reputation. In fact, I've heard, I've heard you called the the best media buyer or the best uh, 
the best traffic guy when it comes to GDN and YouTube. In fact, you were mentored by one of the, the greats, um, a veteran in uh, paid traffic, uh, Justin Brooke, and I think also former Googler John Belcher. Man, can you explain to us some of the, some of the roles they've had um, in helping you become a master media buyer? And what led you to lean more towards Google rather than other types of platforms? Yeah, so I've had great mentors, and you know I don't like to toot my horn, uh, my own horn too much, but you know I just consider myself like a lifelong student. So I've I've had great mentors like uh, Justin Brooke, John Belcher, and um, you know if you ever see me out, I'm always just trying to absorb information. You know, so um, and I think that's the way I'll always be because I'm just uh, you know trying to always get an edge, and um, I enjoy it. Right, so. Um, you what know, does Ty Lopez say? What's his slogan? He said something about that. The right? more you learn, the more you earn. Yeah, and he said something. <laughs> I, I can relate to him on this because he said something about uh, if you see like Elon Musk, uh, he's not really talking about himself that much. He's trying to absorb. He's trying to. He's extracting more information out of you. But uh, rather than being a guru, I just I really like kind of being the student and being uh, you know having a team out there in the trenches. Um, and I think any kind of accolades or anything we can get can be, you know, because we're, we're focused on a certain niche or we, we just decided to obsess, uh, you know, on GDN or YouTube in the financial niche. So it's kind of like a, um, we've carved out a, a niche. And then, you know, I think I can be a little bit obsessive too. Like I can just do something uh, and focus on it over the long term, day in, day out, and, um, you know, build a team who's going to be just as obsessed. So you tend to get, um, you know, pretty good at something if you're looking at it 8, 10, 12 hours a day, day in, day out. Um, you know, and I, I've learned from these guys and I've uh, implemented all of their approaches. But if we look at it kind of like, um, you know, I, I love watching MMA, right? So MMA, um, it's evolved over the years, right? If you go back and watch the first one, it's very different now. So people have sort of learned like kind of like a hive mind where you're learning from other people in the sport and the people today are better than the ones like 20 years ago simply because they're, they're um, standing on the shoulders of others and learning. Um, so, um, you know, I've learned, uh, you know, everything from them, plus we're doing our own things now, right? Because of that aspect of being um, like a think tank, you know, part of it is just coming up with new approaches saying, hey, could we get this to work and then testing it, right? So. Um, I mean, I think that's what makes it so interesting and fun. Yeah. So, what led you? What led you more towards Google other than other, other platforms like Facebook? Like, I know, like it's fun. There's a lot of new challenges there, but it seems like Facebook's really saturated right now. Everyone wants to do. Everyone wants to wants to do Facebook, and uh, you kind of lean in the opposite direction. GDN for cold traffic. Yeah. You know, yeah. why do you like GDN more than Facebook? So as a media buyer, I've bought just about every type of media. I've bought email, I've bought on native networks, I've done Facebook, I've done Google. I've done, I could name ones that, you know, your viewers have just never heard of. Like, I had no idea that was an ad network. Um, you know, I've just been in the position to, you know, I've been able to hire other agencies. I've, you know, um, been able to, you know, test on any type of traffic I wanted. But after a while, like, I think a lot of media buyers have that tendency, they wanna do everything because it's there. But after a while, you're like, okay, I, you know, we need to focus down and get really, really good at something. Um, so in Google, it's so huge, you can go very, very deep in it. So why Google versus Facebook? I mean, I think Facebook is great too, um, but there's a, 
a problematic element, and everyone um, in marketing probably knows this by now, but they like to shut down accounts. Um, they like to shut down business managers. And you could say, well, that's because, um, Bobby, you're breaking their terms of service. You know, you're not listening to their terms of service. You're trying to be black hat. Well, I know a lot of agencies who they want to follow the rules to a T. If the line's here, they want to stay far away from that line. They're still getting their business manager shut down. So, like, to me, I don't like things affecting me for a reason that is just I can't control at all. Um, you know, because imagine you build up a business, your clients are counting on you, and then Facebook won't even talk to you. Yeah, it's difficult to even get a conversation going. Like, you can't just call Facebook up and, you know, get something resolved, right? And that's something you can do with Google. Like, you've yeah. had problems with, you know, ads being shut off or, you know, disapproved, and you can actually get Google on the phone. And a lot of times you were telling me earlier that, you know, maybe a junior guy at Google or, you know, a bot will automatically flag something by mistake and you know you can get them on the phone and get it resolved pretty quickly. Yeah, so we came up with a policy in our team if we've waited a certain amount of time and it's uh, not approved, because some ads can still sit there. Every network has their quirks, like nothing's ever going just perfectly. Like you put your ad up, it's approved, boom, it's serving impressions, like that doesn't even happen on Google. Uh, but we've come up with processes to address those things and one thing is just calling them on the phone. And a lot of times you'll call them and the ad they disapprove, they'll go, all right, it's approved. You know, it was just approved for, yeah. like, that was their mistake. Or it could be a problem, but they will actually tell you now, like, hey, add this disclaimer to your landing page. Um, and I think it's important for, you know, when you look at companies like Google and Facebook, you could say, oh, they're so big that they shouldn't even be bothered w with us. But, you know, they can treat people spending millions of dollars that way. But on some level, they, I, I think in this advertising game, they have to communicate to you, right? Because... You can't just consider everyone a scammer that's trying to harm your platform. Like you, you have to tell me what you know I'm doing wrong, and everyone else out there. So that's why I lean more towards Google. Is I just didn't want to deal with an X factor where you're doing everything right and you could still pay the price. You know. Yeah. No, I think a lot of people are really intimidated by Google. Um, Google search, not that difficult. YouTube is okay. GDN is like downright scary. I think a lot of people are intimidated by GDN. I think a lot of people lean more towards Facebook because Facebook, you know, with the Facebook pixel and uh, their machine algorithm learning or their algorithm, their machine learning makes it very easy to get pretty good results. I mean, you can be a kind of a half-assed media buyer and you can do pretty decently on Facebook. Does Google offer anything like a pixel? Do they have machine learning? Like what are they doing to stay competitive um, and be a, p a competitive platform for, you know, other advertisers? So you hit on I'm gonna unpack a okay. lot of what you just said there's yeah. a lot of like really good stuff in there that I like to sort of like take things like that and zoom out and go okay let's let's analyze it sort of from like a macro perspective so you're right that fa Facebook has made it easier for people to to advertise like um, you didn't have to be as good as like certain media buying tasks uh, because of the machine learning could figure things out for you, right? And they're really good at, um, it's a platform where you're targeting users, right? Um, and it's just optimizing really well and uh, can start getting you results like, you know, right off the bat with few optimizations. You know, it can get complex and the people out there that really focus on Facebook, there's a ton of complexities to take it to a high level. Um, but Facebook, you know, has figured out how to, you know, you're not going spending, uh, 
you know thousands of dollars without getting uh, you know a lead or something like that. So they've 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 um, you know really honed their network um, where Google has lagged behind on some of those things. Um, but they're starting to implement them. But Google is a much larger beast. There's more inventory available across like display and YouTube. Um, so they're becoming more at a, better at identifying users and their machine learning, uh, like helping you uh, find those users. Like that needle in a haystack, I think Justin Brooke once said, uh, you know, talking about like a genius pixel is able to go into that haystack with one, um, one time and just pull the needle out. Like um, it's getting better at helping you do that. Um, versus like if we think about an older way of media buying with no machine learning which you can still get into so like on native ads you know it's it's the media buyer controlling every little aspect you know trying to you know um, optimize for the conversions right versus the machine learning helping you so do you think there will ever be a time where we just won't need media buyers like Facebook and Google just will get me clients and get me customers it seems like we're always going to need humans to do something, right? Because mm -hmm. um, machine learning these days can work wonders or it can go way off the rails, right? If the yeah. human's not pointing it in the, in the right direction. And I keep referencing uh, Justin Brooke. I mean, he's taught me so much. Like, he says that nowadays, like, the machine learning is like a genius child. Uh -huh. Like, it, the child has this skyrocketed EQ or uh, IQ. Um, and he's a genius, but he's still a kid though, right? Like, right. He still can't just go live without his parents. So it's like the parents are sort of guiding him on, you know, the, the things he needs to do because yeah. he's still a kid um, and can't take care of himself, but he's a genius, right? So that's kind of where machine learning's at. Um, but I, I think it's going to keep involve, uh, evolving. I've seen Googles get better, um, but you know, humans weigh in a lot on the creative, like Google's not telling you what funnels, what lead magnets to test, how to optimize your, your funnel pages, um, what creative to create. I mean, there's so much to it. It's kind of like, man, I have a Tesla and I love it, man. And it's got this autopilot feature where it basically drives itself. It's not full self-driving yet. When I think full self-driving, it means, you know, I punch in where I want to go on the computer and it just drives me there, right? Without me having to do anything. Um, you still got to behind the wheel. You got to tap the, the steering wheel every now and then. But, uh, you know, I live in Indiana and we have a ton of roundabouts, like everywhere you go. So I, I had my autopilot on one day and the car did not realize, it didn't understand how to get around a roundabout, right? So instead of just like taking the curve and like going around that roundabout, it just launched me towards like, you know, that concrete medium. And I was like, oh, no, and I had to take, take over the wheel and take control. And I think that's how, you know, that's Google exactly. is. That's how it is. It's like you got to have someone behind the wheel because if you don't have someone monitoring it and kind of guiding along the lines, I mean, it can, it can put you on a dangerous, you know, yeah, trajectory. Yeah, so the driver, the media buyer is like the driver, <laughs> yeah. right? Like you know yeah. not to put um, Tesla's uh, system, uh, not to let it take over in certain situations. Yeah. Like the other day I read a headline like someone's car just smashed into their garage. Like, yeah. you know, it's like that's the way machine learning is these days. Like you've got to steer it in the right direction. But you know, And like you said too, it's like you're not, you know, we, we understand that in marketing, it's more than just buying traffic. It's also about crafting the right offer because the offer is the most important thing. Like no amount of, I don't care how great of, 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 a, of a media buyer you are, you cannot fix a weak offer, right? If, a, if an offer sucks and no one wants it, like it's, 
no matter how much you market it, like it's not going to be successful, right? So like the you know the AI is not coming up with your offer, it's not writing your copy, it's not coming up with the creative, you know, it's not shooting your videos. Maybe yeah. at one point it will, but right now it's not. So you know it's helping you just really kind of figure out like what placements are better, kind of helping you kind of uh, yeah. you know fine tune your placements and that sort of thing. Yeah. But it can't. It's not really quite ready to replace a media buyer quite yet. When we get in the weeds a little more later, when we're talking about GDN, we'll talk about like maybe what variables it's juggling around, stuff like that. But you know, versus like what you still have to do as a marketer, and why I, you know, I'm big on you know training our internal team to just understand as much about the space as they can, um, you know, and make like the human decisions are, are still the biggest factor though. Right. Now, you know, I, I, we were discussing some um, interesting, interesting targeting uh, features that Google has, that GDN has and YouTube has, that I think uh, would be very interesting to our audience here. Could you tell us a little bit more about like Google's different types of targeting? Sure, so they've got a lot of ways to target people. I break it down into either contextual or audience-based, and there's you can you can break it down more than that, but it just kind of keeps it simple to talk about. So contextual would be like, let's say you're an investor, and I want to get my ad in front of you. So contextual would be, all right, we're gonna show this to Bobby Hicks, investor, while he's on a, an investing website. Like a popular one is Seeking Alpha, right? Um, you know, people who are interested in stocks visit that website, among others. So when I'm targeting Bobby Hicks contextually, you know, you're not on that website 24 hours a day. You might not even be on it two hours a day. You might be on it 20 minutes every second or third day. So there's only precise times when I can catch Bobby Hicks on Seeking Alpha. So that's like contextual. So like in GDN or on YouTube, it'd be when they're watching such and such specific video. You know, the thing is that can convert really well. You're gonna pay higher CPCs, but the scale isn't there, right? You, there's only so much you can spend because you got other advertisers, other advertisers bidding, and I'm only catching Bobby Hicks investor when he's in like certain windows of time, and when he's not in that, I'm not advertising to you. Versus audience-based means Google has tagged Bobby Hicks as, let's say, an avid investor or someone who's in market for investing uh, services. They've tagged you because of your behavior, um, and then whether you're watching Joe Rogan funny or die, you're watching be Between Two Ferns. Um, I can now catch you, um, you know, or if you're reading, um, you know, whatever the latest celebrity gossip is or your local newspaper, now I can tar target Bobby Hicks anytime he's on the web, which opens me up to more scale, right? That's, that's ultimately what we want. And I will give props to Facebook that they've been good at that for a long time. But the thing that's getting really, really good about Google you know they have a larger network there's more ad inventory available right less fighting for you know crowded spots like the feed where you know you're you're trying to put everything there there's millions of websites all these videos uploaded people consuming all the time um, but now google is getting better at uh, giving us really good data on who bobby hicks is um, as a user so i'm interested in that because my clients like they want if they're getting leads at a certain cost that are, are buying they're not wanting you know a thousand dollars a day they're wanting ten thousand twenty thousand thirty thousand dollars worth of leads a day um and that's something that pushes us too is we want to see like you know the the scale we can attain for our clients as well right that's awesome how are you using machine learning 
and Google's machine learning to basically maximize your campaigns. So we've been testing it um, a lot, especially over the last year or so, just trying Google's offerings. Sometimes, you know, it'll fail miserably. You know, we'll, we'll run a test and like, man, this is just terrible. Um, and then other times that same targeting will work just fine. But um, I'll give you an example where we'll get in the weeds a little bit, like on Google Display. So like you said before, like people are scared of Google Display because, you know, it's just vast and it's like you can just die by a thousand cuts, right? There's so many ways to just lose your money. Your budget's gone and your conversions aren't there and it's colder traffic, right? So machine learning and um, Google Display is the perfect environment for that if you can set it up correctly. Um, so this is all kind of building toward a good point here. Um, we said that we like to target audiences. Um, you know, in Google Display, most people have targeted um, in this space targeted, um, um, contextually, right? But if you want to target audiences and hit Bobby Hicks when he's looking at his local newspaper um, and give, the, give that reader kind of the c content that they're already browsing, whether it's like an advertorial or something. So let's say my flow is that I've got an advertorial uh, that leads to an opt-in. I'm giving them what they want. And I'm also giving myself a cheaper optimization point. Now, Google likes as much data as you can shovel into it, right? So, you know, if you're getting a sale or two a day, it's not really telling the machine that much, right? It's not enough for them to make a decision. But if I'm saying, all right, for every person I send to this advertorial, um, I want to pay $1.50 or $2 or whatever for everyone who clicks on to the next step. So that way you're feeding them more data. and you're allowing Google's machine learning to sort of auto-optimize um, some stuff that media buyers would otherwise you know, be trying to frantically control on their own. Uh, so let's get into some of those variables. It could be device, um, it could be time of day, geography, and these are all Google options. Um, it could be gender, it could be age, it could be income level, it could be audience and audience that they fall into. And then the other factor, um, that comes into play is like all these millions of websites that are the placements. So like that's so many variables that if you're trying to do a big, highly scaled campaign, like you're gonna drive yourself crazy and still not be able to keep up with all those factors. So if you set the campaigns up right, um, the machine learning will optimize that for you. So if you don't set it up right, the machine learning really can't do anything, right? So it's, it, they, they still need the humans to um, you know, set up the scenarios and, and guide it in the right direction. Right. What is your procedures for split testing campaigns? Oh man, um, it's a lot to get into, but you know, I'll, I'll kind of like hit on some highlights, um, okay. some stuff that people find interesting. So let's talk about YouTube for a second. So on YouTube, we're looking for a certain CTR from the creative. Um, we try to shoot for like uh, 1.25. Um, so, you know, we, we're actively looking at the CTR because without a good CTR, you're going to have a poor CPC and it's like a domino chain, right? So um, we're actively testing those against uh, each other. Um, as part of our sort of like our think tank thing, um, the reason I like to have that is like I can start with an advertiser and know right off the bat, um, you know, what types of audiences are working well and kind of what, what types of creative. Um, but we're always testing new stuff, right? Testing, we're always adding in new creative all the time. So, um, you know, on YouTube, it's like looking for those, those CTRs. Um, another thing we're getting into deeply, and I, I feel like this has been a gray area where 
you know, you can be in a situation with an agency or internally where people aren't paying enough attention to it. Um, it could be the split testing process for um, your pages, right? Your, your opt-in pages. Um, so for like um, uh, YouTube, I like to have short form pages because it's all set in the ad. Uh, once we get a control, our um, we have a really great uh, page designer. He studied Cialdini, um, understands uh, design. So he's not just trying to make pretty designs, he's trying to make stuff that's gonna convert better. Um, we use Google um, accelerated mobile pages for the fastest load speed. Uh, so he has processes of once we get a control set, we're gonna we're gonna test that landing page. Um, another example could be like on GDM, we need um, we could take a bunch of advertorials for a client, and we're gonna split test all those against each other. Once we find content that's working, we might play with a layout. So. I found in the past that you know there's a lot to do with controlling the ad, say like on GDN, controlling the banner, and then controlling the targeting. But things could be falling apart based, you know, after the click, after they've landed on the page. There, and this kind of gets back to your question of like why go so deep in financial, uh, lead gen, and Google. I mean, there's just so much that you can be doing um, that I mean we'll stay busy forever doing this. Wow, awesome. So. Just one last question, man. What is the biggest challenge that you face, and what did you do to overcome these challenges? Um, I think, you know, personally, it's been, um, you know, training, building and training a team, because uh, I started off, you know, just a, as the media buyer, um, but you kind of have to, you know, relinquish some of those tasks, trust people mm -hmm. to do that job, but then you've got to give them the training, right? And you've, you've got to become like more of the conductor, right? Um, and, and start zooming out to like more like macro questions, like, you know, not about, you know, all right, uh, testing this specific targeting, but like, how can we do, like I said, with uh, make our team more like Amazon and getting faster at uh, implementing stuff. It's kind of, it's thinking in a more macro form, like, all right, um, you know, how do I educate my team better? How do I get them to understand more about this space? How do, how do I cut out like lag time because I really want to implement faster? And kind of looking at more like macro problems like that to go, you know, not just about in the, in the ad network, but how do I orchestrate a team to move faster? Um, and all kind of like set on the goal of like, you know, we want to be the best at, at financial lead gen. So, um, you know, those are some of the challenges I'm dealing with lately. And I mean, to me, uh, we can call them challenges, but to me, it's, it's like fun. It's like, uh, you know, playing uh, SimCity, it's problem solving. And you gotta have people on your yeah. team that enjoy problem solving. And uh, me, to be in this business, like you have to have some kind of a new joy of like identifying problems and, and solving them and, and just getting better all the time. It's man, if you don't love the journey, you'll never stick with anything, man. It's kind of like, I don't love working out, so that's why I'm in the shape that I am, right? <laughs> but people who love it, man, they love it. They're in the gym every day. They stick to it because they love the they love the process. They love the journey. Yeah. And so that's great, man. You um, gotta, you gotta, I guess you gotta find that sometimes. And like yeah. for me, if I I think I'm at a place with with uh, what I'm doing where I can tap into some of the obsessiveness that I might have and use that as a strength. Um, but over time, you know, I've I've tapped into that more. And um, you know, realizing stuff about like yourself, right? Like what drives you. And yeah. me, I can I can focus on something like this, uh, you know, eight ten hours a day, and wake up the next day and just keep doing it, yeah. right? And and sort of have a, 
you know, it's kind of like a self-competitive thing, right? Um, you just, you just want to keep getting better. My Uncle G says, be obsessed or be averaged, right? Oh, yeah, that's a good quote. <laughs> you know who Uncle G is? Yep. Uncle G, yeah. So yeah, Uncle Grant. That's awesome. He better pay me for this plug. So yeah, I'll man. send you an invoice. Captain, send me an invoice. <laughs> this ain't free. All right, man. Well, look, I, I learned a lot of information today. Like, I'm almost kind of dazzled with, by all the incredible information that you've, you've shared with me today and shared with our viewers, man. I feel like I, I should be charging you guys for uh, all this great content, but uh, no, you get to take it for free, man. If you want to learn more about Google Display Network, if you want to learn more about YouTube, if you want to learn more about promoting a financial offer that you have, um, guys, you got to check out Jason Sogzel. He is a beast. He's one of the best in the industry. Jason, how can they contact you? So if they just go to our website, it's going to be trafficTitans.co. Okay. Um, there's you know methods to contact us on there if they're you know interested in having us run traffic, send them leads. Um, you know, next step would be get on a call and, and we can talk it over and uh, see if it's a good fit. That's awesome, man. Well, thanks a lot for coming on Disruptors, man. I appreciate it. I always love spending time with Jason. Guys, if you like the content in this episode, you want to see more from Bobby Hicks, uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. I want, to, I want to create more content for you guys. I want to create more value for you guys and uh, help change your lives. Also, uh, you know, let us know what you think about uh, about GDN YouTube. Share some tricks, share some techniques that you've that you've discovered on your own, and uh, share that in the comment section below. We'll, we'll take a look at it. We'll read it. And if you have any questions, man, let us know. We'll try to get more experts like Jason on our show to talk uh, more about uh, some things that uh, you've been you've been wanting to know. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. We appreciate you guys watching it. If you want to see the full episode of this episode you got to go to bobbyhicks.net forward slash disruptors but uh, that wraps up this uh this episode man i said episode like <laughs> way too much but uh guys thanks for watching all right thanks <laughs>